The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, some of you might have seen the front page of the Irish Daily Mail today. Craig Hughes, their political correspondent, has a story about the amount of houses that we will need in this country by 2030. How much is it, Craig? Well, it's a, it's a, it's not a straightforward question. I mean, I think the one thing we can say say for, for sure is that the government's housing for all plan that that's a year old now seems to be dramatically out of date. Um, so that plan was was, was uh, calculated using the 2016 census data. Um, it said that over the next nine years we need to build on average 34,750 homes a year. Uh, however, since then. Uh, we've had a dramatic increase in population that we, that we found out from the preliminary census results, which will be finalised at the start of next year. There's, there was also some unmet demand that needed to be accounted for. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just taking that for, for a second um, and not taking in the Ukrainian refugees that we've taken in for, for one moment, uh, the Department of Housing anticipate that we'll need in the region of 42,000 homes per year. Um, so if you project that over your nine-year period, um, even if you hit the housing for all targets uh, for each of the nine years, you'll have a housing shortfall of 65,250. By the end of the housing for all plan, yeah, which is 2030. 2030. Yeah. Okay, so we'll have a shortfall of that, um, as you say, which doesn't account for Ukrainians, doesn't account for, you know, a, a, another maybe possible jump in population. Um are we hitting the housing for all targets? As you say, 34,750 is the average. Now, uh, when I get government representatives in, they say they are. Opposition say they aren't. Wherein lies the truth? Uh, so the target for this year is 24,600. Uh, the Department of Housing anticipate they'll hit around 27,000 this year. So ahead of schedule this year. Uh, but I think the mood music for next year is that that'll be a bit more challenging, which again is worrying given the the instant uh, need for, for housing at, at the moment. Um, so all hopes, I guess, in government are pinned on this review by the Attorney General of planning legislation uh, due to be finished uh, finished now, ready to go to Cabinet by the end of this month, we think. That'll, apart from condensing all the planning laws, which they say will make the whole process simpler, is also, we're told, going to make taking judicial reviews uh, more, more difficult. So we'll see less of those. You'll see less cases e- ending up uh, in the High Court. And, and is that the feeling around the Cabinet table? Is that the reason next year will be more challenging is because so many developments are caught up with legal wrangling? No, I think that that would be have kind of been the same that we've dealt with every year. I think the mm. issue with next year is kind of you're feeling the impact washing through of the war in Ukraine and, and the inflation, all, all that type of stuff. That'll wash through on next year's figures as opposed to this year's. Okay, so we, we might not hit that target then for next year, which leaves us uh, more in the hawk, a uh, uh, higher hill to climb. What about the issue of talent and staff, building builders, labourers to, to, to carry out this work, especially when you consider that it's not the only target we have in the construction sector. There's a target to retrofit half a million properties by 2030 as well. Yeah, I mean, the labour shortage has been, has been cited uh, quite frequently as a major barrier. I know that the Minister for Housing would say that they've brought in 20,000 more people into the sector since he's taken office. Um, and I asked this question to Dr. Lurkin Soar, um, who was lecturer in housing at uh, TU Dublin. And he said, well, the manpower is there to build 42,000 homes a year, but the labour has to be directed uh, correctly. So it has to be built doing a very specific thing, you know, and, and worked right, which I think is very optimistic. I think that'll happen, given that you have a lot of conflict- conflicting interests like, you know, uh, institutional investors still wanting to build, build uh, high-end uh, rental properties that are unaffordable for most people. Um, so while in theory the labour market is there, I think it probably needs to be enhanced a bit more to, to get to where we want to be. Yeah, you also have 
big capital projects that will yeah. n- n- soak up some of that labour as well and you can't necessarily hit pause on absolutely everything. Exactly and even like, the retrofitting targets as you mentioned are, are slow being rolled out and um, we've also talked about the government t- targeting vacancy I mean that's also taking labour away from going in and building n- new larger developments so you have to be conscious of all of that. So I mean it, 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 as your figures as you've crunched mm-hmm. them they show us to be 65,000 mm-hmm. short uh, by 2030 at the very least. What about the opposition plans and Sinn Féin plans? I I mean, do they uh, allow for the, or do they plan to build forty-two and a half thousand homes every year between now and twenty thirty? I, I think I think everyone will be going back to the drawing board now with, with this new information. I mean, you can only really plan based on the best information you have. And I mean, Sinn Féin's housing spokesman Nona Bryn, uh, speaking in our paper today, was quite critical of 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 the data that's been presented um, and wants it wants it to be be overseen by an independent body, perhaps not just the ESRI in conjunction with the Department of Housing, but taken away from the Department of Housing and done with maybe the ESRI uh, Housing Agency and Housing Commission. All right. uh, because I, th- I think it is very important to have independent data there so it can't be susceptible to political in- influence. All right. Well, listen, uh, Craig, as I said, the story's on the front page of the paper if people want to read it today. Craig Hughes, political correspondent with the Irish Daily Mail. Brendan O'Sullivan is with me as well, who's head of UCC's planning school. Uh, Brendan, you're very, very welcome to the show. I mean... Uh, there is a question about whether we simply chase a target or whether we chase a target with the right type of property. Yes, um, exactly. It, 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 I think if we just look at numbers, we're, we're using a very crude indicator of what the real problem or what the real opportunities are. Um, so just to put one thing into perspective, if, if, we're, if we're going to miss the targets by the amount that Craig suggested um, because of these new, this new information about changes in population and so on. Um, what it's going to mean is that this plan, rather than being completed in 2030, is going to be completed maybe a year and a half later. Um, so in the scheme of things, I mean, there's no, there's no public sector plan of any kind that, that comes in on target on date. Um, so missing the target by a year or a year and a half isn't, isn't, isn't crucial in itself. Um, but everybody is right to be worried about the new trends. So if the, if the forecast, forecasts have to be adjusted all the time, um, so we're seeing new information, the new census preliminary figures are coming out, so we're going mm. to know a little bit more. So that's normal. It's the normal course of events, and it's great that commentators like Craig are bringing it up and, bring, and informing the debate. But yeah, uh, it, uh, the most important thing perhaps at this stage is that we need to keep an eye on um, where these homes are likely to be, what types are they going to be, um, how are they going to be bro- broken down between um, public sector, private sector, uh, voluntary sector, and other other uses? Okay. Because you know, when when we when we get fixated on numbers, the last time we really got fixated on numbers in Ireland was the early two thousands when we were building around sixty five thousand a year, um, and then we got an overheat, overheated market. Land was zoned in their incorrect places, and then a, two or three years later, we suddenly had this ghost estate crisis. Um, and it didn't meet anybody's targets. People were in debt for a very long time afterwards. And are you worried that we might repeat that mistake from the past? Do you see that happening already, that we're kind of chasing targets without chasing the right types of property? Well, yes, because like all of the cities and counties in Ireland have just completed their, their county and city development plans. They've all got housing targets, all of which are flexible and, and are open to be modified as time goes by. Um, but whenever we start talking about House, house numbers and that we don't have enough of them, it leads into another narrative which is we need to zone more land because people who own land and who, who want to develop land, they want to bring more of it on stream. Um, and the usual knee-jerk reaction to that is to z- zone greenfield land on the edge of towns or out in the countryside 
and miss our other requirements, which is to bring brownfield land on on stream. And these numbers that we're talking about are new homes. You, you know, I mean, mm. like if we're really serious about sustainability and 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 bringing life into our towns and cities, um, you know, retrofitting homes, um, attack, tackling the empty and derelict homes issue, all of those things are are also part of the mix. Um, and yet, my worry would be that if if we're focusing on numbers, chief executives around the country of local authorities and politicians are going to be put under pressure to zone land. So we're talking about volume rather than type and location, and, and as well as the refugees from from Ukraine and the increased population due to um, the new census figures, we should also keep an eye on the fact that households are still getting smaller. There's an increase in single-person households and people are living longer. So the kind of homes they'll need and where they need to be located are probably more important um, than the absolute number year on year because, as we know, the housing market is very lumpy. It goes in phases. It gets, there's, a, there's a surge and there's a fallback. There's lots of constraints like labour we heard all about. Um, but it's much more important that we focus on these other things because the long-term costs of putting homes in the wrong places is severe on everybody. Yeah. Try, try, to, try to bring schools in, um, public transportation. Um, we've got a fuel crisis. Like All of these things are long-term um, concerns that can be anticipated early on if we focus on on these proper planning principles yeah. rather than just numbers. The, the, the other difficulty that, you know, kind of county and city managers might have is they'll be listening to this and they might think, you know, Brendan is absolutely right, but when I tried to develop that brownfield site or I tried to densify housing in and around the few public transport links that we have or close to the city centres, I just run into difficulty. I run into difficulty with people objecting to it. I run into difficulty with people who've got ideological objection, possibly, to the person doing the development. And actually, it's just easier for me, legally easier for me, to rezone out here and build semi-Ds. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the, that's the critical thing. I mean, good planning and making good places is, is effectively the principles are quite simple, but they're difficult to do. It's a question of holding the nerve. So if people own brownfield land in towns, and they also own a bank of land on the greenfield on the edge of town. They can choose when they bring this one forward or that one forward. Mm. So it makes the city planner's job a lot, or the city manager's job, chief executive's job a lot harder. On the other hand, we can see that local authorities, when they're properly funded, can really do good jobs. You can see these little urban surgeries that they do. They find a small site, they redevelop it, they put in affordable housing or social housing. It raises the, the, the quality of the, the neighbourhood. Other property owners then start doing up their properties. Um, but unfortunately, the private and voluntary, the public and the voluntary sectors are not particularly well funded. And you know, when we talk about rolling back on, on red tape, for the private sector, which is a valid point, and we do need to, to streamline the planning system a little bit, mm. we need to remember that the red tape on councils is really severe. Yeah. If you want to bring a council house on stream, the amount of oversight, because we're spending public money, is huge. And it's much more than you'll find on the public sector. So, um, you, you know, the best housing that we ever brought forward in Ireland um, throughout the 20th century is those very well-loved inner suburban housing areas that were developed by the councils. Um, and they are the, the, the best locations in many respects. But we don't do public housing in volume any longer. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think it's when we get caught up with this idea of that homes are properties. We think about them as, as, as assets rather than homes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when, when somebody is in, is in is real housing vulnerability, it doesn't really matter to them whether it's a crisis or an emergency. They just need somewhere to live. Yeah. And, whether, and it has to be affordable and in a place where they can get, they can get to their social facilities and get to work and bring their kids to school. 
they're fairly fundamental. But you know, the, the it's great that the, the, these debates are brought forward and that, that that journalists are exploring these numbers. They have to be part of the debate, but it's more than just about numbers. If if that makes sense, it does, Brendan. It makes perfect sense. Listen, thank you, Brendan O'Sullivan, head of University College Cork's Planning School. And before Brendan, we heard from Craig Hughes, who's writing about this on the front page of the Irish Daily Mail. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.